0: Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm Sarah.
1: I'm, and I'm Heather.
0: Okay, ladies, we're gonna try that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I watched you and you s- sat there and I was like, okay, no. No, because you wanna, go, you'll go every first. One of you raises your
2: hand. Yeah, so. You go first, because I always just jump in. You go first. <laughs> you go first.
0: You know what, yeah. Charlotte? I forbid you for editing this out. <laughs> 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 Take two. Episode 31 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah.
1: And I'm Heather. And I'm Sharla. Yay, we did it. (laughs) We got through the intro. (laughs)
0: All right. And thank you so much for joining us again this week. This is episode 31. And today's topic is we're going to be talking a little bit more about the differences between Adventures by Disney and other guided or hosted tour companies. So companies like Globus or Monograms or Tauk um, that you may have heard of. And you may be wondering, what's the difference? And why is ABD usually just a little bit more? So we're going to get into all of that. Um, But first of all, hi, guys. Hi, good Hello. morning. <laughs> are you guys getting excited? I know you are getting ready to go on the new Norwegian. Is it the Bliss? The that you're Joy. Going? The Joy. Okay. The I love their new am <laughs> uh,
2: yeah,
1: I'm, ex- I'm, I'm very excited. I'm super excited. This ship, they have a two-level go-kart track plus laser tag plus a virtual reality studio. I'm really excited for it. Okay,
0: if I don't get photos of the two of you behind the wheel, I'm going to be super you know, annoyed. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I wish I had a GoPro because you would get videos then. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> they right. also, and now, I didn't know that they had this, but Charlotte told me that they have a, um, a show in the theater every night. It is a comedy slash wine tasting. So you're watching a comedy mm. show while you're tasting wines and we're both like well I guess we have to do that I you're
0: going to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously it was made for you might as well be called the Heather and Sharla
1: show
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder if there's audience participation and then it could be
1: we'll just be on stage the whole time <laughs>
2: you know uh, I have this, I have this compulsion where anytime anybody asks for a volunteer, my hand goes oh, straight hand up in the air.
0: always the first one up. And <laughs> I mean,
2: I think it's because when I was a kid, I never got picked and my brother always got picked and I never did. So now as an adult, if your hand shoots up first, you get picked every time. So I've been picked, <laughs> I've been picked for just about everything ridiculous. You know, anytime anybody has something stupid my hand goes up and I'm and I'm on that page. Do you even
1: know what they're asking for or
2: no get paid? They're like like, uh, I've seen her do it too it doesn't even matter it's just her hand (laughs) uh, I
0: feel like we could spend an entire podcast unpacking Sharla's issues with getting (laughs) picked for things actually now now that we know that there's like a deep-seated childhood issue that goes with it like yeah Uh,
2: it's all it's all fine my brother listens to this he knows he's way more charismatic than me but he uh he always got picked to stuff when he was a kid and, I, and when we were kids and I never did. So now I get picked every time. It's,
0: my- <laughs> <laughs> it's So funny. I'm usually like trying to get as far, like every time we're traveling together as an agency or whatever, every time we have to volunteer for something, I'm literally like trying to get as far to the back of the pack as is humanly possible. Yeah. Charlotte's hand goes, right up it <laughs> <Heather> usually <laughs> does too actually you're you're, yeah, you're no, pretty good about it like, okay
1: fine it's whatever yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right so you guys are super excited about that i'm gonna miss you and i'm sad i'm not going with you but oh, it's your turn no. it's it's your turn it's it's my turn that's to stay true. home so
2: i haven't seen heather since we went to paris last year so what? Too, I know. too long I know. That's,
1: that's too long,
0: long. that's too long we need to start working on our next trip clearly for sure uh All right. So let's get to some of the news that we have this week. Okay, so the one that I just want to talk about first, because it was such a thing for Heather and I, when we were there in October, Disney had just made the announcement about getting rid of sort of single use plastic. And they had sort of made this big deal about it. And it was a big press release and it was a big, you know. um, And so we were very surprised when we got there in October and there was single use plastic and straws all over the place. We, okay. we collected them we, like, we we actually, have, like, yeah we took literally were put them in our purses just in case
2: yeah we also um, talked about that when we were there in february they, yeah, they still had straws a little they still had them yep. um so we had uh
0: take two and now disney has said that for earth day which was yesterday we're recording this on the 23rd and this was uh, so monday the 22nd was earth day effective earth day Now they're going hardcore. They are working through their current stock of single-use straws. But once those are gone, that's it, people. No more. So I know some parks are going to the paper straws, which are made out of recyclable materials and which, um, you know, dissolve so they're not a hazard to the environment. So it'll be interesting to see. Do they just get rid of the straws and go to those plastic cups with the sort of funny
2: lids on them?
0: Or do do they switch to the paper straws? I don't know. We'll see.
2: I have a Uh, feeling they will be... Selling Disney-themed plastic straws as well, or I mean, like, oh,
1: please—they probably reusable. are already.
2: Yeah, reusable straws. Uh, yeah, if they're not,
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> I want the the signature restaurants to go to the pasta straws because some of the fancy restaurants out here have started doing that, and it's the coolest that's thing. You nuts. don't, you don't oh, like taste hard pasta? anything. Yeah, they make pasta in the shape of a straw, and that's what you sip your drink out of. But you don't taste anything. It doesn't dissolve, and it's just—I it, love it. So, I want that's what I want the signature restaurants to do. How does that do.
0: work that they don't dissolve?
1: I would don't think- know, but I've had many cocktails with them in. <laughs> Not even all the right. alcohol breaks them down. Hey, okay. <laughs> I would think,
0: yeah, I would think the alcohol would break it down, but all right, well, we'll see. That that could be cool, actually. Uh, all right, so other news we have, oh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, Charlotte, why don't you tell us about that?
2: Okay, well, two. Two pieces of news regarding that. Uh, First of all, they announced that at Walt Disney World, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, instead of opening in the fall of 2019, now it's going to be opening in 2020. So a little bit disappointed in that, but that's okay. Because in 2022, I believe they said, it's coming to Disneyland. Um, Which is, I think, really exciting that they're going to get it out at Disneyland as well.
1: Yeah. It's be cute. I mean, and it's more appropriate in Toontown than it is at Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And
1: I, I mean, it's I find funny. it, I'm excited about the ride. Don't get me wrong.
2: I love Mickey Mouse. I'm really excited about an attraction dedicated to Mickey Mouse. But in the Grauman's Chinese Theater, I find it a weird, really weird location for it. Um, yeah. But in Toontown, I think it's going to be perfect at Disneyland. So, Yeah. yeah. Very cute. All right. Oh, speaking of Disneyland,
0: Heather, uh, big news for Star Wars fans. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. I guess this is kind of like the headline of the week, isn't it? Right. They, the first three weeks, three and a half weeks of Galaxy's Edge being open, you need reservations because obviously it's go- the crowds are going to be massive. So Disneyland is trying to be proactive in controlling them and they are making you, you cannot even enter the land to walk around and look without a reservation. So if you are staying at a Disneyland Resort Hotel, one of the three Disney properties, those reservations were automatically made for you yesterday. And so anybody who is staying in that, you know, three and a half week period, Got their reservations emailed to them yesterday and in typical Disney fashion. <laughs> did not go smoothly. They sent out the wrong dates and times to everyone, and everybody panicked, and you had it was a whole thing, but eventually they corrected it. And so now everybody should have their reservation times, which is a nice perk because you don't have to panic and do anything. It was just given to you and you can go and enjoy the land. But if you are not staying at a Disneyland resort hotel, you have to go in and make your reservations on your own Um, and we still don't know how to do that we just know that you're going to be able to on May 2nd so starting at 8 a.m pacific time on May 2nd if you head to disneyland.com there will be instructions on how to make those reservations and making the actual reservation starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time on May 2nd. So, there, I guess, is going to be a two hour period for everybody to visit Disneyland.com and figure out the rules and the instructions. And then, starting at 10 a.m., it is a free for all and you can go in and make your reservations.
0: Yeah. So, if you do not currently have a Disneyland.com registration, which would be the same as any other Disney registration, so if you have My Disney Experience, you're good. You just use the same login. But if you have not ever registered for a Disney website, do so now
1: do it now <laughs> immediately don't do immediately. it on a second <laughs> do not wait till may 2nd and and take some time take 10 minutes to figure out how to log in practice logging in figure out where you're supposed to go what to do because like, listen we all know what happens when disney releases something the crash. website crashes immediately <laughs> and then for the next four and a half hours nothing is working everybody is panicked so just practice get your your self in order so you know where to go and what to do on the second.
2: Yeah. And here's my here's my tip about about the Disney website. Use your browser in incognito mode or whatever it's called in your particular browser because I'm on the travel agent site, I'm on the Disney consumer site all the time and it works best in that incognito mode. I get very few glitches in that. I don't know why, but there you go. Use that. Yeah. Good
0: tip. And if your browser isn't working, if you're working in Internet Explorer, switch to Chrome. Chrome isn't working, switch to Firefox. Like, yep. just keep, keep going until you find a browser that works for you, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah.
1: And Godspeed. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. May the force be with you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's it.
0: All right. So, over at Animal Kingdom, we have some exciting news. We have uh, a new version of Rivers of Light coming. Yeah. I've never I, seen the original Rivers have of have Light. I haven't seen the original oh. <laughs> rivers of <Yeah>. light. <laughs> I well, saw the the little stand-in show that they had for a minute there that was sort uh-huh. of like a Bollywood kind of thing. Um, you know, with like a couple floats while we were waiting for Rivers of Light to be up and running. It was like a water it wasn't even floats. I'm sorry. It was like oh, a big water spark display. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen Rivers of Light. I have not heard fantastic reviews <laughs> um. <laughs> Rivers of Light, but Maybe this version will be better. Who
2: knows? Yeah. Somebody said yesterday on Twitter, well, it can't get any worse, so kudos for them for trying something new, which I was like, okay. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't seen it either and it it's not really because I'm not interested in it because I am interested in it even if it's not the best. I'm still interested in seeing it, but I'm just usually not at Animal Kingdom late at That's night. Right. And yeah. I usually don't go over there You know specifically for that because you know the best practices is to go first thing in the morning um, because that's where you see most of the animals and things like that. So that's what I do. So
0: I don't know. Okay. All right, and then Heather, oh, back at Disneyland. Do you know anything about Black Tap?
1: oh my gosh! i love black tap so much and i've been waiting so long for this day to arrive <laughs> the, wait is, the wait is over <laughs> did, wait did they announce an official date because i just heard it's that open. finally it's open like as of today i believe so
0: that's what for i for those of
1: you that don't know black tap is one of the best restaurants every so when i lived back in new jersey i would every time i would go into new york city i would always go to black tap it is basically an upscale burger and beer joint. So they have gourmet hamburgers and and things like that. Um, Other things on the menu, but that's what they're known for is the burgers and beer. But what you really want to go for are their milkshakes. They are the originators of the crazy milkshake trend. So if you are familiar with the milkshakes that have been popping up at maybe Beaches and Cream at Walt Disney World, that's because of Black Tap. They're the ones that invented this Dozens of years ago and so Think of the craziest flavor they have a birthday Cake milkshake with like actual Slices thick Giant slices of birthday cake In it and sprinkles everywhere and like Just think of every kind of crazy Possible milkshake I know they have a fruity pebbles Milkshake and they're so good you have to share them they're massive but oh my gosh I I might make a trip to Disneyland for
0: well days. I I misspoke it turns out I just reread it and it is still coming soon there is still no official date so they're just toying with us at this point really
1: you have no idea how it many says times over it says, the last six months I would go to downtown Disney and be yeah. like you're not why aren't you open I thought you were open. it
0: does say very soon so typically in Disney speak very soon means probably by the I, end of the month
1: well, let's get it together, Disney. Yeah, I want my yeah. shake. Yeah. Um, but at this rate, I'm going to be back home in New Jersey and going to Black Tap before I get to the one right down the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: And that does it for the news this week. So let's get into our topic. So Adventures by Disney versus other guided slash hosted tour companies. Okay. So I we've all done an Adventures by Disney, but I have not done any other guided tour, but you guys have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us really quickly, Sharla, what other company have you done and where was your destination?
2: Okay. I did a Globus tour and we went to Spain and it was all around, uh, started and ended in Madrid and went to the South of Spain and then back up the other way. Okay. And yours was a guided tour. It was a guided tour. Yes. Okay. And Heather?
1: Um, I just returned home a week ago from a hosted tour with a company called Monograms and I went all over Italy. Okay, so
0: talk to me about the difference between a guided tour versus a hosted tour. All right. So, Charlie, you tell us what the guided tour is.
2: OK, so a guided tour is uh, um, this particular one was on a bus. They are not all on a bus, but this particular one was. So we had, you know, a couple of nights here, a couple of nights there in each city. And we had a tour guide. Her name was Kay. <laughs> and she was on the bus with us. And she basically took us to each destination. Then we had every day, a planned tour. And we had local hosts who lived in that particular city and would talk to us about that. And so Kay was around, but the guide was not just the tour guide herself, but also you had planned things every single day. Like we had different museums um, and we were with the whole group pretty much every time. There were a few optional excursions, but mainly the whole time we were just with the same 40 people. Got it. Okay. And so Heather, talk a little bit
0: about hosted tour
1: so the hosted tour is the same concept you are still going from city to city but it is not one set itinerary with the same group of people moving from place to place so for example mine I did three nights Rome, three nights Florence three nights Venice but with a hosted tour you can customize that so if I wanted to stay longer or shorter in one of those cities I could do that and I was going about on my own I was not going around with the same 40 or so people. I wound up seeing a lot of the same people in each city or at my hotels because the people traveling at the same time were sort of doing the same itinerary, but we were not doing everything together, nor did we have a tour guide that went from location to location with us. We had what are called hosts, and these are basically based In each city, so my hosts in Rome were different from my hosts in Florence, and they had office hours at each hotel where they could tell you maybe about the excursions you had purchased or where to go to get a great slice of pizza, that type of thing, but they were not with you at all times. Got it. Okay. So
0: hosts versus guides, talk a little bit about what's included. So included in both of them is your accommodations, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, How uh, about the excursion?
2: We, so, for ours, the guided tour, this um, a lot of the excursions were included. In fact, most of them were. and then most uh, most of the time we had breakfast each morning, that was included, and a couple of other meals. But then there were some optional excursions that were not included. Like we went to see flamenco dancing that was not included. However, it since we booked it as part of the tour, they still escorted us there and, um, escorted us back. We didn't have to find our own way, but most of the things were included. The museums, we went to the guard, we went to the Alhambra gardens that was included and it, it wasn't, uh, and we did an excursion in Gibraltar that wasn't included, but they, you know, again, it was a thing where they put us on a bus and took us there. So.
1: Got it. Okay. And Heather, how about for you? So, with monograms, breakfast, it was included each morning. Um, and then in each city, we had a half day of guided sightseeing. So, In Rome, you know, it's basically you're seeing all the big things in each city. So in Rome, it was the Colosseum, the Forum, and the Vatican Museums and St. Peter's Basilica. Um, In Florence, it was really just a walking tour. We got to go see the David and things like that. So it is nice in the sense that they are taking you to see all of the big things you're probably going to want to see. Um, However, it does feel a little bit rushed. Um, because you're trying to fit it in in, you know, somewhere between four and six hours. I guess the positive is that you then have all of this free time to go and do whatever it is you want to do, because when you're on a guided tour, you have to follow what the group is doing, unless there's free time. With this, it's mostly free time. So that's really cool because then you can go see what's important to you. On the flip side though, there's really not a lot included. And I wound up purchasing excursions through this company um, because they were things I wanted to see. So I knew going to Rome, I really wanted to visit the catacombs, but the catacombs are super far outside the city. They're not in the city center. So I couldn't take a bus or a subway there. Um, I was either going to have to you know, find a cab and pay to go out and back, which would have been expensive, or I would have had to rent a car. So I wound up booking an excursion through Monograms, but that was additional. Um and I wound up I think doing four different optional excursions in Venice or in Florence and then another two optional excursions in Venice. So that adds up to a lot of extra money that when you look at the price to your tour, you think it's affordable and it's great but then when you realize oh well I'm going to Venice so I need to get I have to do a gondola ride I can either figure out what to do when I get there or I can purchase it in advance it winds up adding a lot of expense to your vacation
2: okay yeah right, so, so it may look like you're spending less money overall like if you're looking you know comparing them and I right. think that's what we're getting to next but you know yeah. it may look like monograms is the cheapest cuz it is however by the time you add excursion, 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 which with the Globus thing was mostly included, you know, you're maybe spending the same, if not more. It's
1: the difference between like an a la carte restaurant versus a buffet, right? A buffet, everything is included and you can pick, you know, there you go. You have everything to do. Um, With monograms, it's very a la carte. So here's what's included. If you want to do this, it's extra. This is extra. Mm -hmm. And that's fine for some people because Maybe you don't want to do everything and there's only certain things you want to do, but it's just going to cost a little bit more everything you add on.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about Adventures by Disney. And we're just going to touch on this because we have done an entire previous podcast about this. There are blogs about it on our website, DisneyParkPrincess.com. So we get into sort of everything about Adventures by Disney previously. But so just super quick, let's talk about sort of what's included in Adventures by Disney vacation. Everything
1: and we love them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Okay. No. Uh, no. <laughs> but so with Adventures by Disney, um, it is two adventure guides, right? On right. every tour. Um, they also tend to be, I don't know about Globus, but I, I think in general, Adventures by Disney tend to be a little bit smaller than your typical group trip. Uh, I believe the max for most is 40. Uh, and most of them, I think, are even, a few of them are even smaller than
2: that. Um, right. And I think that. Really, I think that has to do with um, how their their transportation works, because I think we had space for like 42 or 44, whatever the bus was. Right. Um, you know, so that would be the same with Adventures by Disney. However, a lot of times they will do like a mini bus instead of a full motor coach, which means it has to be a smaller. Yeah, that's uh, a smaller group.
0: Yeah. And with Adventures by Disney, typically um, breakfast is almost always included. Lunch is usually included and a couple of dinners. But you will have one or two, you know, you know, a handful of meals that are sort of on your own. There is some free time built into the itinerary, but it is a more of a guided tour, like the type that Charlotte experienced. So Right. Um,
2: right. But, but I'll tell you, the addition of that extra guide is huge it's so much nicer to have two people than one person yeah I can't really tell you why (laughs) (laughs) if you can can look at them both you know if you've ever been on both you'll know why it just makes so much sense to have two adventure guides for that many people
1: yeah going on a trip where I wasn't exactly on my own but didn't really have any guide I missed my adventure guides. I know we say it all the time, and if you've never been, it just sounds like we're crazy, but adventure guides are the best of the best. They learn your family, learn your personal likes and dislikes, and they go out of their way to make these things happen. Not having that, it was, it was a little hard because you want someone to say, here, go and get this pizza, go try this. This is what you're really going to like. And when you're moving from city to city and you only have a host for three days in this hotel and a host the next city for three days, they don't get to know you personally. And you, they only have office hours, two or three hours a day. They're not with you all the time. So, it becomes inconvenient to schedule your vacation about when they're going to be at their desk. So you can ask for recommendations. So it's really just a level of service that those adventure guides provide for you. Yeah.
0: Alright, yes, so let's sure. talk accommodations. Um, <laughs> you guys both commented that there was a huge difference that you noticed in the accommodations between Adventures by Disney and other. Okay, go ahead, Heather, you're jumping at the bit.
1: <laughs> Adventures by Disney is a luxury vacation. This is why it is so pricey. This is not middle of the road. Um, And what that means, a big chunk of it is that you are staying in five and six star hotels across the globe. You are not staying in three star hotels. And for some people, three star hotels may be okay. Maybe you just want a place to sleep. I'm not that girl. I want a luxury hotel. I want to know I'm coming back to my hotel and everything is taken care of that. The breakfast is going to be amazing that the accommodations, the bed is comfortable. In monograms, we had three-star hotels. They were not dirty. There was nothing wrong with them. They were fine, but there were a lot of amenities missing. Like for example, in Florence and Venice, they didn't have conditioner in my shower. I didn't bring that. I didn't pack that. I'm accustomed to hotels having that for me. They, we had breakfast every day, but it was very basic. It was, you know, a croissant, a bread, and some cheese and meat. It Rome, on the other hand, was a little bit more upscale where we had this massive breakfast every day. Um, but, you know, then you have the concierge there. You have somebody to answer questions. There's all these different amenities in your hotel room that you may be used to at home and you don't think about when you're traveling and beyond that which I felt the most important um, was the location of these hotels they were on the outskirts of the cities the Rome Hotel and the Venice Hotel were stunning they were so beautiful I, I loved being in them my Florence Hotel is a whole different story, but that's whatever. Um, But they (laughs) they were on the outskirts of the city. So it took me 15 or 20 minutes by water taxi or by foot to get into the city center to go sightseeing and start experiencing my vacation. And when you're planning your trip, that may sound like it's not a big deal, but when you're there and you now have to realize you're commuting to and from your sightseeing, that's not fun. That's a lot of time that's taking away from you enjoying your trip yeah with with ABD you're right there you're right there and if you're not right there they have a bus to take you to and from the locations
2: yeah and I will say that about Globus that we did stay in some really great hotels in Spain they were four-star hotels they were all very very nice and the locations were fantastic um, so I, I can't complain about that versus the ABD hotels that we, we stayed in. they were all very, um, similar as far as location and mm-hmm. niceness and all of that. So I wouldn't complain about that. Um, but the, you know, the main difference in ABD is again, your hosts or your guides are just way more, uh, they know you, I guarantee you if, if any of us saw our previous adventure guides from ABD, we could say, oh, yeah, I was with you in Ecuador or I was with you on this trip. And they would be like, oh, yes, I remember you. But I I'm, guarantee I'm, I'm you. I'm Facebook friends even... with mine. so yeah. <laughs> Mine too, yeah. If I, if I found my f- tour guide from Spain, I guarantee you she wouldn't remember us because it just wasn't that kind of personal connection. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. were, I mean, we were rowdy in the back of the bus, you know. <laughs> <Which> you would... <laughs> you we were so we was remember- It was It shocking. was <laughs> there were seven people from my family on a 40 people trip and uh, we were, we had, they had a rule where, you know, because people mostly don't want to sit in the back of the bus, you kind of had to alternate seats each day and we were all, no, we're fine sitting back here in the back, then we can be, <laughs> then we can be rowdy and we wouldn't move from the back. And uh, yeah, we, we were, at the back of the bus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were fine back there. So it was all a right. fun trip.
0: So let's talk about the excursions that you do on the different trips because I know that there's a, a a big difference between touring, you know, I'll just use Rome as an example because it's the most glaring sort of example of it. Um there's a big difference between touring the Sistine Chapel with another tour company versus touring with Adventures by Disney, right?
1: Yeah, and it's massive. I mean, <laughs> it, it ABD gives you more exclusive access, right? They can use that Disney name and throw all their weight behind it where you get to do things nobody else gets to do. So in Rome, like Sarah was alluding to, you have a private after hours tour of the Sistine Chapel. Um, And now I've been to the Sistine Chapel twice and it is... It is as mind-blowing and as incredible as you can imagine. And you are going to have your breath taken away no matter when you go. But let me tell you something. If I had the option to go to the Sistine Chapel with 30 other people versus 230, I would take it any time. That alone to me is worth the price of the ABD over my trip with monograms because it is crowded and you're not supposed to talk, but people start talking and then you have the guides yelling at you, quiet, silencio, silencio, because and then the volume is starting to rise. You have to keep moving. You can't block the entrance because now they're trying to fit, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people through this this room and it's, it's a thing. Um, and so you can certainly, Take your time and appreciate it, but if I'm in there after hours by myself with, you know, not that many other people and you can just spend half an hour, if you want to lay down on that floor, you can. My goodness, I why wouldn't you is the question, really.
0: Yeah, and it's the power of the Disney brand, right? This is a massive global company. They have the, the money and the clout and the power to get access to things that other smaller companies don't. And so that isn't that doesn't say that isn't to say that the other tour companies are, you know, worse, they're just smaller. They just don't have the ability to negotiate the way a massive company like Disney does. So
1: and it's not just things like that. Um, it's, you know, if you're taking one of their trips where one of their parks are located, you are getting a VIP tour guide included in your experience there. So they're taking you to all of these these things and telling you behind the scenes details. A lot of times you're in the parks before they open and you're on Main Street by yourself. Or a lot of the ABD excursions I found are more experiential. So um, I don't know how it was for you, Sharla, but with monograms, you know, it's the gut. It's only a half day of guided sightseeing, so you're hitting the big things, the big sights, all the touristy things that everybody wants to see because you can't go to Rome and not see the Colosseum. But with ABD, you're doing things like we're going to take you to Austria and we're going to teach you how to make apricot jam and then we're going Mm -hmm. to learn folk dancing or in Scotland, we're going to do an archery class or some falconing, things that you're going to remember forever beyond seeing the Eiffel Tower or whatever it may be
2: well one of the things cuz when i did abd we i was i went to ecuador and galapagos and one of the things we did in ecuador was uh making pan flutes and for i loved that for two reasons one i love all instruments and two i love making things so it was it was perfect and you know so that was just something that was different that i feel like and we, oh and we went to into a, like a local village to do that and we were taught by these villagers who apparently abd really searched around a lot to find the right people to do to do that so it was just a really unique experience And then another thing that they did was when we were in Galapagos, we were on a ship and we were the Avengers by Disney people were not the only people on the ship. However, we had priority access to getting off the ship and going to the islands every single day. Um, And it was twice a day. So you went to the island and then you came back to the ship and you kind of moved to a different island and went back out again. And we were the first people off the ship, which meant we were the first people walking through that day and it just made a huge difference you know not having to wait another 20 to 30 minutes for everybody else to to leave the ship yeah so yeah. they had when a lot I more did- pool
1: yeah. When I did the China ABD, they brought us into the little hutongs in Beijing, which are like these little alley villages. And we went into families' homes and they taught us to do Chinese knot tying and Chinese paper cutting. And I still have these things that I created, I mean, they're super basic, but took us forever to learn how. They're sitting in my office, you know, it's things like that that I remember versus, oh, I walked on the Great Wall of China. That was cool too. But then I got to see how these people lived and learn their art crafts. And it's just, it's special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, All right. Uh, One other thing that I know you guys both (laughs) noted was the luggage, the way (laughs) Adventures by Disney handles (laughs) luggage for a group tour versus the way other tour companies
1: handle it. So it sounds so ridiculous that this is what we noted like this is a big difference but it
2: it is because you know I can move my luggage I move my luggage every time I travel I can do it but the fact that when you go on adventures by Disney you really you don't have to touch it is is it's enormous because you're moving from place to place several different times throughout the course of your trip um with Globus we had to put it out so they they picked it up But it was not, I don't believe it was delivered to our rooms. I think we had to pick it up in the lobby each um, night when we got to our hotel. So they did pick it up, but they didn't deliver it. ABD, we didn't have to touch it except to open it up at night. You know, so, and we packed it in the morning and then we just, it was in our rooms when we got there.
1: It was perfect. note that Charlotte and I have been talking for two days about whether or not we're going to check bags for our school <laughs> crews coming up because then if we check it, we don't have to move it through the airport, but what do we get? So, it, this is a thing for us, but um, <laughs> with, with monograms, nobody moved my bags. I moved my bags, right? So, um... You're greeted from the airport with your driver and you're rolling your bags to your car. You get to the hotel, you have to check yourself in, nobody checks you in, and then you take your bags up to your room and vice versa. And then you're you're bringing them back down. Um, In Venice, in my beautiful old hotel that used to be a monastery hundreds of years ago, it had no elevators and I was on the third floor. That's the end of my (laughs) vacation. Can I tell you how many shoes and things of cheese and bottles of wine I had in my suitcase. (laughs) I don't want to carry my luggage down three flights of stairs so I think that's where ABD really shines Um, and it's something that people don't think about but they move your bags for you from the second you get off the plane at the beginning of your trip until the second they deposit you at your airport to go home you don't touch your luggage they take it from your room put it on a bus for you and deliver it to your room in your next hotel Um, and that sounds like it's not a big deal but it is a huge deal I remember when I it was almost two weeks I was in China and then when I had to come home my flight got delayed until the next day so I had a surprise extra day in Hong Kong let me tell you how lost I felt trying to negotiate my luggage through the Hong Kong airport with all the customs and where do I go and what do I do it it is so invaluable to never have to touch your bags
2: And I've told this before, but when we went to Galapagos and we got off the plane, there was some sort of law that we had to actually touch our own luggage and put it on the scanner. So ABD unloaded everything. And they kept apologizing profusely that we actually had to touch our luggage, that they couldn't do it for us. (laughs) So I've never heard somebody apologize over luggage, but they were just, it was like they were embarrassed that we had to do it. But it was a law in um, Ecuador that we had to do it ourselves. But once once it went through the scanner... They picked it up on the other side. I just had to physically pick it up and put it on, but they picked it up and were like, "Go on, move. We don't want you. We don't want you to see this part of the process. <laughs> look away. Look away." Yeah, from <laughs> yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's something so something so silly, but you know, they. It's such a big deal when you don't have to deal with it yourself, and that you just don't even have to think about it. You just have, and and you can pack kind of in a different way that way, knowing that you have. Um, you know, that you just grab the stuff off the top and put it right back in the hall. It's perfect.
1: And going even further to the luggage, if you are on an ABD that includes flights, my, like I was in China, my adventure guide's, took my passport, because one of our guides is a Chinese citizen, and I'm scared, I don't wanna give my passport to anyone, but you trust your guide, so you give it to them. They went and checked in the entire group for each of our flights, got us all of our boarding passes, handed them back with our passports, had us all sitting near each other, and then sat there and sent us through, one by one, through security. Now this is China, the security is way different than what we're used to here, and they're like, don't do this, say this, don't take this off, make sure you put your bags here, and then they sat there. One went through the other side, one waited behind us until everybody on the group was through, and then she went and collected our bags off of the carousel, brought them to us so that we can all go through customs together as a group. I mean, they just take care of every detail, and when you are in a foreign country where you don't speak the language and cannot read any of those airport signs, it's invaluable, that service. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For all of you who are like, oh, you're just so obsessed with adventures by Disney. Yep. mm -hmm, Yep. We are. And we are not sorry.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) If I could only vacation
1: with ABD for the rest of my life, that's all I would do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those trips when you come home and it's like the first morning. It's such a rude awakening. Like, it is just, it's why is there, like, why is somebody not like, you know, bringing me breakfast. Why is somebody not handling my luggage for me? Like, what do you mean? I, I have, have to carry to my own, be- my yeah. own bed. Ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forget it. Um, yeah. And
2: then, and then everybody's going to do one and then they're going to say, you were right. This, yeah. this was the best trip. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. And we understand it. We understand that they are expensive and we understand that, you know, it is not an option, um, for everybody, but it is worth it saving for it is worth investing in it is worth um every they're they're just worth every penny they really just are i think that about wraps it up right i think so i think so all right so uh we have a little bit of luxury this week and it is a very special little bit of luxury for us because it is one of our dear friends leslie uh leslie is a uh former travel agent that used to work with us and she now has her own business called Mother Mayhem Creations. And you can follow her on Instagram at Mother Mayhem Creations. um, And she does crochet work. Her new project that she's working on is crocheted Mickey ears. And oh my God, they are the cutest things I've ever seen. They are are amazing. (laughs) They're so cute. And they're so cute. And they are so just clever and colorful and they're not like any other Mickey ears that you've ever seen. I mean, we've all seen the sequins and the flowers and all the other kinds, Um, you know, and uh, they're just adorable. So, Follow her on Instagram. She's working on an Etsy shop. You can send her a direct message on Instagram if you have a request or want to place an order. Um, but they're just so, 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 so super cute. So,
1: And she's the sweetest, most fun lady. She's so much fun.
0: We yeah. Love her. <laughs> and we love our Leslie. So, yes. yes. Uh, all right. So that's it for this week. Next week, Charla and Heather are going to be back from their cruise on the Norwegian Joy. And we're going to be hearing all about it. We're going to be specifically comparing Disney Cruise Line versus Norwegian Cruise Line. Um, spoiler alert, I'm a big fan of both, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> 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 but we cannot wait to hear all about it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Diz Park Princess. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Pinterest. Uh, you can support us if you'd like to on Patreon. We have a new project for Patreon for our supporters. Uh we would like to do transcripts of our podcasts. And this was actually a listener request, um, but it costs money. Uh, there is a company that can do the transcripts for us. It costs about a dollar a minute. Our you know, podcasts are typically, we talk a lot. Our podcasts are typically (laughs) between 30 and 45 minutes. Um, so, you know, per week that adds up a lot. We would love to be able to do this project, but it's just not something that we can afford, you know, to do on our own. We're a fledgling little podcast and website. We're only about seven months old right now. So we're not, profitable so to speak yet (laughs) but we're working on it we Um, will be we will be Um, so if you would like to support us you can support us on patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess if you support us at the $5 or $10 a month level you get special perks and access to extras like the Patreon extra that we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes Um, which I haven't decided on a topic for yet (laughs) So, um, I think maybe we will each be telling yes I have We're Uh each going to share one favorite memory from an adventures by Disney trip. Just one people narrow it down. Pick one. Um, I have to go last. All right, fine. Go last. (laughs) Um, So listen in. If you want to get a little extra content, sometimes we talk about Disney stuff. Sometimes the conversation veers off. We get just a little bit more in depth, but you can listen to um, that at patreon.com slash Disney park princess. All right. Thanks so much, ladies.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye. Talk you next week.